Welcome back to episode 26 of the Beaver Dam. I'm your host, Patrick Spillman, joined alongside Grant Ingham and Garrett Heitkamp. Guys, this is my last Beaver Dam. It's starting to feel real um, as graduation is on Saturday. Um, Grant, how you doing? It's finals week. Uh, you, you hanging in there? Yeah, Pat, I'm, uh, I'm good. Just trying to finish out the semester strong with the uh, finals, like you said. And, and, uh, and yeah, that's about it. And hopefully... Uh, have a successful beaver dam here as, as it's your final one and and yeah and uh garrett you know finals week this is now your second finals week but it's a little bit different because you got to get all like you know packed up you clean up the entire room H- how you doing you handling it okay uh you f- feel like you're gonna, you're gonna make it through the week without without shedding some tears yeah definitely uh probably a little easier for me than you uh pat as you've been here for about for the four years now and uh it's uh everybody knows you're here and uh saturday gonna be gone but uh, on to better bigger and better things i don't know what we call bigger and better things but we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see on that um but yeah it's been it's been a great four years and i'm excited um f- to see what you guys do with the beaver dam next year um i can't wait to tune in to some bluffton beaver sports next year to hear you guys on the radio um but um before we uh, get all emotional and you know uh, i say my goodbyes and everything else let's uh let's focus on um Bluffton Sports from this past week. So uh, we do have track and field. We do not have the results from the HCAC championships, but we do have it from the week before from their last regular season meet when they went to Ashland and faced a bunch of Division II schools. Um, And then we also have the women's golf results um, from the entire weekend um, and where they placed in the conference. Then we move over to men's golf, who had their Heartland Conference championships here at Hidden Creek Golf Course in Beaver Dam, which is basically Bluffton. Um, and then we'll move on to softball, who ended their season. Um, and then we will finish it up with baseball, who still has a little bit to go. Um, and if you need more results on those pre- in the, those future baseball games, you will have to log on to BlufftonBeavers.com. Um, but let's go ahead and get into track and field. On Friday and Saturday, April 23rd and 24th, the Beavers traveled to Ashland to compete in their last regular season meet before the conference championships. For the Thrower's newcomer, Marcus Finley, who recently earned second-team all-conference honors for Bluffton football through an outstanding first mark in the men's shot-put competition. His throw places him fifth in the conference. The distance athlete had seven had seven season bests and four lifetime bests last weekend as, it, as they get ready to head into HCAC action this coming week, said distance coach Brendan Moody. The women's 1,500-meter race freshman Janai Freewalt uh, raced a new PR of 535.6. Later in the meet, during the women's 800-meter race, sophomore Justine Lezanowski raced a new PR of 237.65. Freshman Brooke Barnes set a new PR of 246.31. And freshman Tabby Rollman set a new PR of 258.11. After giving it all in Ashland, the Beavers are continuing to train and rest up for their peak at the HCAC Conference Championships that was hosted at Rose Holman that was last weekend. Unfortunately, we do not have results, unable to find some results, so please log on to BluffingBeavers.com. I'm sure they'll get those updated. If not, maybe check the conference website within the next couple of days, and they should have those results. Um, but for, for this uh, this track team, they, they ended up not in – and I know this knowing some of the track people, they ended up not being able to field a full squad um, due to uh, quarantine um, issues within the distance team. 
And so they had a lot of important people that were not were unable to compete in the HCAC championship, um, which definitely hurt the team um, and definitely hurt the score. But I guess uh, that, that's kind of uh, what happens in this weird kind of crazy COVID year. And it's really the first time we've really seen COVID really have an effect um, on, on a bluffing sport. Uh, yeah, and and we talk about every time we talk about what this what this track and field team is the youth and, and the amount of um, underclassmen that that can uh, that are putting up good times or, or good marks and, and stuff like that. So as they continue, I'm excited to see how they progress as a, as a full unit um, in the coming years and seasons. Agreed. Let's move over to women's golf, who uh, their normal season would be in the fall time, and that's when you would normally see their conference championship. Um, but for them, it was a little bit different this year because of COVID. All the fall sports were pushed to the springtime, even though the golf team, the women's golf team and men's golf team, both competed in the fall. Um, but we do have their results from their conference championship down in Cincinnati, Ohio, as the showed tremendous growth during the 2020-2021 season, capping it off with a sixth-place finish at the Artland Conference Championships on Sunday, April 25th. Leading the Beavers with a three-day score of 269 was sophomore Haley Gill, who, was, who fired a team-low 90 on Sunday. She finished the tournament tied for 15th. Freshman uh, Meredith Obringer countered with the lowest score of her career for three straight days. She went 95-95-95 for a t- uh, tournament total of 285 and what would be a trip triplicate patch if of if her sport was bowling. Junior uh, Briley Overdorf finished eight strokes back of Obringer with a 293, while Marissa Hall and Grace Branson rounded out the weekend with scores of 300 and 326, respectively. And so we uh, we see that that the season comes uh, is now in the books, but um, the next season's just right around the corner. You have a small uh, little summer break, and they'll be back competing once again. And before you know it, it's going to be conference championship time again for these ladies in the in the fall. Um, but for them, you know, it's been a weird COVID year. Um, you know, it's only the the fourth year the program is has been brought back here to Bluffton, and so they've showed growth. I mean, to, to play sixth place, and um, uh, you have to think uh, this is the first year that they actually have a golf simulator, and they're not just hitting into a random net in a gym um, and everything else. That you're going to continue to see this golf team grow and get better, and so I'm excited to see uh, w- within the next couple of years what what this golf team can look like. Yeah, for them to be able to. Uh hit year round on on that simulator like you said and and be able to see like their actual shots on that simulator as opposed to just ball striking into a net it's going to be big for both the men and the women and 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 that can only help the progression of the program and and good things are to come uh as you said it's only the fourth year so you can only expect so much so much success in those early years of of an entire program so uh, going forward, hopefully they can they can climb that conference uh, ladder and and hopefully start competing for championships. Agreed. The men had a little bit of an advantage this weekend as they were able to host the 2021 Heartland Conference Championships and they had an outstanding weekend. Bluffton snuck in a sixth place when Mount Sun, Mount St. Joe's un, unable to hold off the Beavers during the waning stages of the three day tournament. The home team shot a 309 on Sunday, May 2nd, just one stroke off the school record for 18 holes. When the three days were tallied up, Bluffton's 54-hole record of 943 bested the previous school mark by over 60 strokes. Senior Dakota Pratt will ride out into the sunset with the best 54-hole score in school history by a pert 24 strokes thanks to -to back-to-back rounds 
of 1 over par 73 on Saturday and Sunday. He tied for tournament best honors with 12 birdies at Hidden Creek, and he finished in a tie for 14th overall with a three-day score of 226. Pratt saved his best for last as a senior, was an integral part in Bluffton, taking sixth place by a single stroke over MSJ. Also shooting identical scores on Saturday and Sunday with sophomore Clay Quellhorst, who finished 22nd place with 234 thanks to -to back-to-back rounds of 80. Uh, Dom Castrovelli and Nathan Eberly both stayed under 80 going 80 on Sunday, going 77 and 79, respectively, while Justin Metzger carded his second straight 90 in round three. And uh, overall, you have to uh, to think that this, this golf team, um, you know, it's the same thing for, for the men's side um, as it is the women's side. Obviously, Dakota Pratt had a, a fantastic weekend, um, and, and you have to think um, that they're just going to continue to get better and better, you know, with that simulator. You know, they are going to be, um, you know, so far for the five that, that actually dressed um, to compete in conference, only one of them are seniors in Dakota. Um, and there's lots of other guys. I'm sure Coach Craig will be bringing in some recruits um, as well as some uh, some underclassmen that might be ready to step up and make a, a big leap this summer. Um, uh, one that comes to mind is Spencer Daniels um, as well as many others that uh, Nick Offenberger as well who, who could look to have big years next year. Um, but for for this golf team, you know, it's all about mental and uh, being able to play at home uh, definitely could was an advantage, and you saw that with uh, how well Dakota played. Yeah, being able to play at Hidden Creek, which they play at all the time, and, and being able to see the golf course and, and know your distances, uh, you know, through the entire golf course for three days is, is obviously a big advantage. And, and like you said, this team, I feel like, has a lot of depth going forward and hopefully um, can fill out a, a relatively strong five-man uh, unit for uh, future seasons. I would agree with that. I'm excited to see what Coach Craig can continue to do with this program as we've just seen them grow and get better um, these last four years, and I think you'll continue to see the same um, and maybe even have a chance to start competing for for a conference championship. Um, But let's go ahead and move over to softball. They played their last games this previous week. They had three games this past week, and uh, that did wrap it up for softball. Um, but the Bluff University softball team lost a pair of Heartland Conference contests to rival Defiance College on a warm Tuesday, April 27th. Bluffton fell to 6-23 and 3-9 and and in the HCAC, while Defiance improved to 13-20-1 and 5-7 and in the HCAC. Riley Langstaff picked up fellow senior Taylor Stanky with an RBI ground out in the fourth inning, and Sidney Bowen played at Lily Tate with a run-scoring single an inning later, but the host Yellow Jackets put crooked numbers on the scoreboard in four or five innings en route to a 10-2 victory in Game 1. Sophomore Aaron Norman slipped to 3-8 after allowing eight runs on 10 hits in four innings of work. She struck out four and did not issue a walk. Tate finished with two of Bluffton's five hits, and she scored a run. Stanky's double to right center, leading off the second inning in Game 2 was the only hit Bluffton could muster against in the in the nightcap as Katie McCord took the loss. She allowed eight runs on nine hits in four innings. Defiance posted mercy rule number two with an AO victory in the ten thirty the five thirty game. The Beavers then turned around and hosted Transylvania University on Saturday, May first. That was their senior night. Um, and unfortunately um, Transylvania came in and took a pair of Hartfling conference games from the Beavers. Transylvania improved to eighteen and eight overall and eight and two in the HCAC. While the Beavers fell to six and twenty-five and three and eleven in the conference, 
A two-run sixth inning homer by sophomore standout Bobby Adams was the only offense bluffed in Combuster as the Beavers dropped a 7-2 decision in the opener. Transy made short work of the home team in Game 2, hanging a 9-0 mercy rule decision on the Beavers. Freshman Katie Fleshman took the loss in Game 1, allowing six, six runs on five hits in three innings of work. She struck out two and walked two. Sophomore Aaron Norman kept the Beavers in it with four innings of one Run hurling. She limited the potent pioneer offense to three hits with two walks. Senior Riley Angstaff went two of two in game two, giving her three runs on the afternoon, including a double to the left center that broke up Cameron Bulling's no hitter in the fifth inning of game one. Katie McCorg fell to two and eight after giving up nine runs on ten hits and three innings of work. Norman tossed two no hit frames as the Beavers dropped a no nine to zero decision in five innings. And then they wrapped up their 2021 season with a trip down to Anderson University um, as the Ravens swept, Ravens swept a pair of Heartland Conference games by identical 9-1 to scores, both in five innings on Sunday, May 2nd. Senior Taylor Steinke put Bluffton up one nothing in the top of the first when she followed a Lily Tate two-bagger with an RBI single to left center. Anderson took over in the bottom of the second with four runs. The Ravens made it 5-1 in the third and then put it on ice with another four spot in the fourth as the home team took game 1-9-1 one, one in five innings. Stanky finished with two hits for the visitors. Sophomore Aaron Norman fell to 3-9 and nine after allowing nine runs on 11 hits in four innings of work. She walked one and struck out one. Bobby Adams played a pitch runner Emily Dyson with a sack fly to center, nodding the game not in game two, one one in the middle of the third inning. Anderson answered back emphatically with three runs in the home half, one in the fourth, and four more in the fifth, ending the capper with an identical nine to one score in mercy rule fashion. Seniors Sidney Bowen and Brianna Baker were the only were the only hits for Bluffton in game two. Katie McCord surrendered nine runs and just four earned on eleven hits and four point two innings of work. Bluffton does end its season with a 6-27 mark overall and 3-13 and in the HCAC. Awards will be coming in the coming weeks for the Heartland Conference um, Awards as well as the HCAC Tournament, which is slated for May 13th to the 16th. Tune in if you want to see who in the conference ends up winning the softball um, conference. Um, but for this uh, softball team, obviously not the year that they wanted um, – but they still battled, and for them, I think what was most important was the fact of just having a season and allowing their seniors to have a chance to play after uh, losing their season last year. Um, I think they're just thankful, and uh, you know, Coach Des Moines had a, a lot of newcomers and a lot of new faces um, on this field uh, this year, and I, hopefully the, the year experience uh, will allow them to build and uh, be ready for next season. Yeah, like you said, it, it was just good to see them have a, uh, have a season, and uh you know, Coach Des Moines trying to figure out what she really has going forward and, and you know, just getting experience for all or the past two classes that are just seeing their first college softball right now. And, and hopefully going forward, they went on a, a, a unfortunate slide down the back end of the year, and, and hopefully they can, uh, you know, take, take whatever they learned from this year with, with uh, lineup and batting order and, and who can really be the core of this team moving forward and, and hopefully have a better year next year. Agreed. I'm excited to see what that program looks like, especially now that a lot of those new faces got some experience. Um, but let's move over to baseball, who's the only Bluffton sport that is still in action as they decided to split a pair of Heartland Conference clashes with Hanover College on a warm and windy senior day at Memorial Field. 
on Saturday. The Beavers moved to 14 and 20 overall and 14 and 20 in the conference, while Hanover stands in 17 and 16 on both accounts. The Beavers dug a 12-0 hole and were on the verge of getting mercy ruled in the opener when they found their bats. A five-run seventh inning powered by a three-run dinger from graduate student Adam Duncan kept the lights on as Bluffton made it a 12-5 game going into the eighth inning. The visitors added single tallies in the eighth and ninth before Bluffton had one last gap for four scores in the bottom of the inning. Bottom of inning nine. Garrett O'Reilly and Jackson Rogan launched sack flies and Jacob Latowski singled in Nathan DeWeese, but it wasn't enough as Hanover par- parlayed the big early advantage with the 14-9 victory. Reed Rule went 2-5 in game one. Duncan drove in three and scored twice. Senior Tommy Seamer took the loss after allowing 10 runs on eight hits with a pair of strikeouts. He walked three and hit three Panthers. Wayne Fry tossed two innings of no-hit relief with three punch-outs and four free passes. Game two had a slightly different feel as the Beavers went up 5-1 after one inning and added four more scores in the third as they opened up a 9-1 spread. Lazowski and Jack Tao doubled in the first frame and and Duncan came through with a sack fly to right. O'Reilly had an RBI double in the third and freshman Kenny Schneider tripled home Duncan as the Beavers made game two the senior day contest they will remember. Another three-run job by Duncan, an inning later, pushed the score to 12-2 after just four innings. Another graduate student, Parker Reynolds, got in on the dinger action with a leadoff bomb to start the bottom of the sixth. O'Reilly scurried home following a wild pitch before Seth Evans closed out the seventh inning Seven-inning, 14-3 win in perfect frame. Jacob Bolkin scattered seven hits over six innings while improving to 3-3 three and three of the season. He fanned six and issued just one walk while tossing 104 pitches in the victory. Reynolds, Tao, and Duncan all smacked two hits with o- Reynolds and O'Reilly driving in two runs apiece. Duncan cr- cashed in with four RBIs and O'Reilly crossed the dish four times. Reynolds scored three runs. Beavers then turn around and we're back in action on Sunday, May 2nd, when they traveled down to Franklin, Indiana, um, as they dropped game one at Franklin before notching a split with a 12-10 victory in the nightcap. Bluffton stands 15-21 and on the season end in the conference. With one week of regular season play, Franklin is currently third in the conference with a 19-11 and mark. Kenny Schneider doubled home Adam Duncan in the third inning, and Jacob Latowski plated Duncan two innings later with his sacrifice fly to left, but the Beavers trailed 8-2 before the fourth inning. Four-run ninth made it the final score 8-6 in favor of the Grizzlies. Senior Jackson Rogan opened up, opened the scoring in the final frame when a single drove through the right side, right side drove in Latowski. Two batters later, graduate student Parker Reynolds drove an 0-2 offering over the fence and left for a three-run shot that pulled Bluffton within two, and with no and still no outs, a Jacob Bumgarner uh, base knock to center was the only hit Bluffton can muster after the Reynolds dinger. As Franklin held on to the game by game one by an eight six count. Garrett O'Reilly dipped a two and five after giving up eight runs, five earned on seven hits, and five point two innings of work. He struck out two, walked two, and unleashed four wild pitches. Spencer Garrison worked two point one innings of scoreless relief, allowing just two hits and two strikeouts and no free passes. Jack Tao went 3 of 5, while Schneider and Bumgarner both chipped in with two safeties. Reynolds drove in 3, and Duncan crossed the dish twice. Bluffton scored a pair of unearned runs in the second inning of Game 2, but the Beavers still trailed 6-2 after three frames. That was when O'Reilly took over at the plate. 
He laced a two-run double to right center in the fourth and followed with an RBI single up the middle an inning later, making it 6-5. A walk to Brandon Wilson with the bags full of Beavers tied it at 6-6 before a wild pitch and in the ensuing throwing air allowed two more visitors to make their way across home plate for an 8-6 Bluffton lead. Tal and Duncan both took one for the team in the sixth, getting hit with, with the bases loaded for easy RBIs. If getting hit by baseball... Traveling over 80 miles per hour is easy. It was an easy RBI for O'Reilly, who drove in a free pass with the bases juiced as Bluffton opened an 11-7 spread midway through the inning six. With Bluffton clinging to an 11-9 lead in the seventh, senior Reed Rule tripled home Rogan with a crucial insurance tally as Franklin plated a run in the ninth. But Seth Evans closed out for his fourth save of the season. Rogan and Tal both wrapped three Hits in game two while O'Reilly went two for four with four RBIs and two run scores. Tower crossed the dish three times for the victors. Rogan and Reynolds both scored twice in game two. Eddie Budinski had his second salt outing in the past 11 days as he moved to 2-1 and one after tossing four innings of three-run relief. He struck out nine a week and a half ago after a, after a 10K performance against Anderson. Seth Altman started and went four innings, allowing six runs on three hits with six strikeouts and three walks, but he did not factor in the decision. Bluffton will be back in action on Friday, May 7th, when the Beavers welcome Manchester University for a crucial Heartland Conference doubleheader that will go a long way towards determining seeding for the HCAC tournament that kicks off the following week. Game 1 is slated for 1 p.m. at Memorial Field. Um, but for this baseball team, it just seems like they continue to get splits um, You know, each and every week. You saw them get the split at Hanover. You see them get the split here at Franklin. Um, and I think that's important to, to avoid um, at, at all costs the be able, uh, like at all cost, uh, getting swept um, but for them, uh, can they can they get, start getting back on that win streak? You saw them, uh, you saw them continue to uh, make a move, and right now they do currently sit in eighth place in the conference with Mount St. Joe and Defiance behind them, um, with Manchester sitting just in front of them at 17 and 18 overall. But the Beavers have played more games than they have. But can they uh, can they find a way to to get a you know a sweep here at home, their final home game? Um, and then turn around and uh, go to Defiance on Sunday, who's sitting in last in the conference, and you have to think that is a sweep, that needs to be a sweep as well. And hopefully the Bluff, Bluffton can move up in the conference and get a, a little better seating coming into this tournament because Bluffton's a team that, that can get hot when the bats are hot um, and you don't want to play them, and I would be scared to see them in the, in the tournament. Yeah, like you said, uh, getting a lot of splits and avoiding those sweeps has been good, and it seems like they drop a lot of game ones and then they uh... – they rally to get that second game victory, and, and it's good to see the that fight from them. But, um, yeah, very winnable games this weekend playing, uh, you know, a Manchester team who's right behind in the standings and then, you know, at defiance, like you said, really needs to be a sweep. And, and it, like you said, this baseball team has all the capabilities to make a real run in, in the tournament, and, and they could play with everybody in this conference and, they just have to put it all together, and they're going to be a really tough out in the uh, in the tournament, and and hopefully they can make a run. Definitely, uh, definitely excited for the the results this weekend. As I feel, some of the baseball guys are ready. They're ready to get this win, start uh, end the season on a four game win streak, going in the conference tournament, uh, being a hot team. You know their bats are very hot right now, so keep that going. And uh, just yeah, excited to see. I'll be tuning into uh, Bluffton scores on Bluffton. Uh, beavers.com during the during these past during these next uh two series and in the tournament 
and I'm just excited to see because I think this baseball team uh, could do something special. Yes, please check in on BluftonBeavers.com to get updated scores. You can also follow the Bluffton Beavers baseball team on Twitter as well as Bluffton Athletics on Twitter, and you can get updates there as well. Um, but Grant, Garrett, you know, that, that wraps up the Beaver Dam. Um, you know, last last episode of the season, we didn't get any uh, in as many episodes as we normally do. Obviously, COVID had a big effect on that as we were able to give you guys a show to listen to every week that we were here, even in the fall time when we did not have a lot of sports to work with. Uh, but we found a way um, to give you guys at least something to listen to. But um, Grant, you got you got anything else to, to wrap up uh, season four? of the Beaver Dam. When next time you hear from Grant and Garrett, it will be season five, which is going to be really weird to think about, but I'm excited to see what you guys can do. That's just uh first full season on, on the show done and, and taking over the reins, me and FJ, or me and Garrett, um, you know, moving forward and, and sad to see you go, but we'll, we'll hopefully try to keep the, uh, the quality of the show up and and yeah and hopefully not messed up too badly yeah i think pat taught us pretty well uh in order what to do on the show and uh broadcasting in general and uh just excited to come back next year ready for hopefully a normal season with uh, all beaver sports and uh yep yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been a, a long and crazy three years. I'm glad that I, w- I was very hesitant to get into uh, to radio, and it was uh, one of those things that um, I have to thank uh, Ty Avila and Trip Mass for, for getting me into it, as well as uh, you got to thank, uh, of course, Marathana Prothrow and, and Dave Woodward for, for allowing me to join the WIT and having the opportunity to, to be the voice of the Bluffton Beavers the, these last couple of years. It's something that I've enjoyed doing and enjoyed um, having the opportunity to, to give you guys updates each and every week on Bluffton Sports, especially in a year like this year with COVID, um, where we're able to still give you guys recaps of what happened at these games um, uh, since you guys can't be there, especially for the longest time, not allowing fans in the stands. Um, and we even, you know, had to make things work by calling some basketball games in here in the radio station, using the live stream, you know, um, whatever we could do to make it work, we, we were able to find a way. And um, I just think that um, it, was, it was a crazy time it was a fun time but but I thank you two for uh you know working with me you know I, I know I I ask a lot out of you guys sometimes and uh working around my crazy schedule but but we always found a way to seem to make it work even if it meant one of you guys missing or you know at one point we thought you guys were going to record a show without me you know it was uh it was some crazy times but but we made it work and uh I appreciate you guys and uh I appreciate to, to all the listeners as well um especially shout out to my mom who listens every week Mama Spill, we know I appreciate you, and we know you're my biggest fan. Um, but thank you guys so much. But that does wrap up this episode of the Beaver Dam. We thank you for listening and encourage you to come back next season, season five of the Beaver Dam. Listen to Grant and Garrett, please, and thank you. Check out previous podcasts. Search and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. The Wit nine six one podcast at Bluff University. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter on Twitter at the Beaver Dam nine six one. For more stories and information, check out our website, bluffedandwit.com, and subscribe. This has been Patrick Spillman for the last last time. Joined alongside with Grant Ingham and Garrett Heitkamp, and we thank you for listening to 96.1 The Wit. Roll Beebs.